Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Today's episode, we're going to be ranking our top 10 point guards going into this season. We already got some discrepancy before the show even started. We were just kind of discussing, but I don't know who's on y'all list and who's not on y'all list and vice versa. So it should be some but fun. We know who on your list. We, y'all know at least one player on my list. And we is, know one player that's not on his list. I don't even know how he's not on y'all list. He, because, y'all may be sleeping. Because... Just because that potential, it's no, not, I'm not even. Ba- I didn't base. You talking about already, all. already, he's already. better than him. Okay. I I didn't base I, this I, on potential at all. I based I, on results. How I did mine is it's results and potential and situation. Yeah, mine was so I, I situation as well because what you did last year is not what you're gonna do this year, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the same thing for young players. So we'll get to it though. Yeah, we will. But that I just know that's just how I did mine. So you know, um, let's start with the trivia though. I'm, all right, let's go. So today's trivia is brought to you by Nate the Great. All shout out Nate. All, all three of them. All three of the questions come from Nate the Big Great. Big shout out to Nate the, um, Nate the Great then. The theme, I guess not really a theme, but these are all questions based on the 2018-2019 season. Keep that in mind, all right? Okay. Number yeah, one. I should, I should go three, you know. Which of these teams has the highest payroll of any team in the NBA? Shit. Is it A, the Portland Trailblazers? Is it B, the Houston Rockets? Is it C, the Charlotte Hornets? Or is it D, the Miami Heat? The highest payroll in the NBA. I'm giving y'all about seven seconds to really uh, think this through. I'm sorry. Portland Trailblazers. Portland Trailblazers, Hornets, Rockets, Rockets, Hornets, Heat. I'm going Rockets. Deer comes in with Rockets, Pierre. I'm going Miami. Miami for for um for Mike. Um, and lastly, Pierre. Give you three seconds. The teams again, I'm sorry. The Blazers, Hornets, Hornets Rockets, Heat. Uh, I will go the uh, Hornets. The correct answer is the Portland Trailblazers. Damn. They just gave CJ that large-ass extension. Uh, they just traded for Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, you said thought, the previous season. But, but this, this offseason counts as this season. What? Yeah. This is a 2019 free agency. This is a 2019-2020 season. But it's yeah. a 2019 free agency. But 2019 is part of next season as well, though. That's why I was confused. Yeah. I, I thought about, like, them having Kimba, Batum. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh-uh. So. Because I knew the Rockets were, like, 16, 18 million over the cap. I didn't think about it. Like, I didn't so, look at. I didn't. Yeah, oh, man. Number two. Which of these players that attempted but never made a three-pointer missed the most three-pointers? Is it A? Yeah, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Attempted but never made, right? Attempted but never made. Okay. okay. Is it Ben Simmons, Robin Lopez, Jimmy Fredette, or Markel Foltz? Attempted the most threes? Attempted the most with no makes. Attempted the most with no makes. Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz. Jimmy Fredette and Robin Lopez. Uh, I'm going to go Rolo. Mike comes out with Robin no, Lopez? he's made some. Uh-oh. No, yeah. Who's fair? Who's fair? I'm going to go with Markel. Markel Fultz. And Pierre? <laughs> Go it was. I think it's Jimmer. It's Jimmer. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's, I, I'm dead, bro. Jimmer I mean, attempted 13 threes last season and made zero. You know, he, he signed late in the season. Was it with the Suns? Yeah. yeah. And uh, he didn't make a single three. And last question: Which player out of these four has the highest usage rating? Is it A. Kawhi Leonard? Is it B. Donovan Mitchell? Is it C. Russell Westbrook? Or is it D. Stephen Curry? The highest usage rated. Russell, Russell. Westbrook. Russell, Russell, and Pierre? Steph Curry. Donovan Mitchell was the correct answer. Russell was too obvious, guys. And that is the end of this oh, week's trip. Yeah, I don't think they like top two in Houston. Yeah, how? 2018-2019 season. Donovan Mitchell had that peel 
a bunch. And it was higher. Now I know. Now you know. If you don't know, now you know. And uh, shout out to Nate the Great for those questions. Yeah, shout out to Nate the Great. I think it is now, according to Peyton, last time he, he tweeted it was 876. I think I'm tired with you now, Mike. So we got to get on his ass. <laughs> I might have start, we might have to start whispering each other. I bet. I just don't want him to win. Dang. <laughs> I think we got what? He fell for I don't want you to win. Either. <laughs> right, he's going to plot on your downfall, too, in we the got long run. Two more episodes, and then we crowned in the month's winner. So y'all got to catch up soon. Two more episodes. So that's y'all got six more potential points. And then, yeah, then we're there. Two well, kids. no, not September, but the month since I started. Oh. So it's not like real okay. calendar month. Okay. Y'all got six more potential points out there. Y'all, y'all got to go crazy in these last couple of weeks. Um, before I got we get this. to the, the top ten, I mean, yeah, the top ten point guard list, uh, the, the NBA dropped the rookie survey list. And usually these be cool or whatever, but there were some interesting things that went on up in here. And um, the first thing that they voted on was the rookie of the year, Zion, obviously. He won with 35%. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ja Morant wasn't that far behind with 27%. Best career out of all the rookies, they voted Cam Reddish at ninety percent. So that first one was just funny. You said only thirty five percent for Zion. Don't you think it would be a lot higher? Yeah, yeah. I thought it would be a lot higher. Um, and Cam Reddish won that best career mm-hmm. with nineteen percent mm-hmm. uh, last year. Who won it? Uh, Wendell Carter. He did. Yeah, he sure <laughs> did. Um, and then uh, Kobe White got five percent of the votes this year. So I mean, you know, young bulls, young bulls. Obviously, ball ball. Yeah. He won that with 19%. Uh, most athletic rookie is Zion with 87%. Best <laughs> shooter, Tyler Hero with 33%. Makes sense. He was best, lighting it up. Best defender. Uh, wait, wait. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Best defender in this draft class. Best defender. Uh, Jackson Hayes? Nah. Are we talking perimeter player? Yeah. Washington. Oh, oh Matisse Thibault. Yes, yeah. 37%. I don't know how that slipped my mind. Shout out to Matisse. Best playmaker? Best playmaker, Ja. Yeah, 40%. Okay. Yeah. Biggest adjustment required to the NBA. What's the biggest adjustment to the NBA? The speed and pace. Speed and pace. It's been that for like four straight years that's been the winner. Yeah. Yeah. 40%. Also, I don't know if this was even an option. Maybe it was. But like these are players that are going from like 30 college games to 82 regular season Mm -hmm. NBA games. So like that that would be one of the biggest adjustments if I was going from college to the NBA. Way more basketball. Most important skill needed to develop. Shooting. Shooting at thirty two percent. And is defense up there? It was just it just says shooting. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, favorite player, LeBron won. At LeBron's 30%. gonna kill it. I mean he's been in the league since two thousand three, which is like where somebody I mean if some of these guys were starting to watch basketball around then they were like four years old. Uh-huh. Because I have the top five people in front of me. Oh, I have the next five after LeBron. LeBron won at thirty eight percent. Okay. Durant was second and twenty percent. Mm-hmm. Kawhi was third at eight percent. Damian Lillard was third at eight percent. Devin Booker is fifth with five percent of the votes. You're bucket, and Steph yeah. Curry got no zero percent. I feel like when when we start in ten years from now, when you do the same survey, Steph Curry is going to be up there a lot because those younger guys are looking at Steph Curry. Like we go to the gym and people small as hell chucking threes from four feet behind the line because of Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you're going to get that in ten years. Yeah, but probably. then again, he's not going to be on the yeah. list because it's active players. But it's like all time players. Steph Curry's going to be up oh, there a sure bunch. But I was just surprised at Devin Booker. Yeah, Devin Booker. Yeah, Devin Booker up there kind of. It makes sense too because I think hardness after him at five percent. People just like Devin Booker too, just because mm-hmm. he's a very good player on a team that's not doing well at all. What about that video from yesterday? I, mean, oh, yeah. you I thought it was hilarious. It was hilarious. I love it. He got them boys out there trying to not get better, man. 
What? What? If I'm joking, I'm saying the same thing. He Hell dogging yeah. them. If if I if, <laughs> if we got a player on the court that's giving us buckets and option, this guy right here ain't scored at, at all. We doubling, dude. Yeah. We gonna double. Yeah, but I mean that that's a list that's very rare that it, that's happening because they're that's us in a gym. That's always a guy that ain't on shit. But that's a, a a court full of pro players. But even then, I would who who's who else was on the court? Was it Justice Winslow was on his team? Ben, uh, Justice Winslow, um, Ben Simmons was on another team. team. But even I would double off Justice Winslow because Devin Booker's superior offensive. Trey Lyles was on his team who was like joking him ass up. Um, but I understood with Devin Booker, man, too. Like, it, the su- whole purpose of the summer is to get better. So, mm-hmm. if Tony Snell, this is your time to get better. The fuck would you allow somebody to come double team? You should be trying to check up. <laughs> I mean, he got to get better, It's too. crazy. Tony Snell was Man, on a good Devin Booker got to get better, the last, too. The last three seasons, we've seen him get double team. Uh, okay. yeah, so he should be used to it. He should be used to it. He's already used to it. He literally complain if he was used to it. If he if he was used to it, he wouldn't be complaining about it. He'd be like, it's another death office. He ain't used to it because the past three seasons, we've seen it. He's been 20-point scorer since the sophomore season. He's gotten better every single year. He's 22 to 25 to 27 last year. But the point is, if I have things I'm trying to work on in my bag, I can't work on it with you double teaming me because I'm not going to get double teamed every single time. So if I'm trying to work on post fadeaways. And y'all, how can I do a post fadeaway? But doesn't it? It still helps you yeah, if you're it, playing game situations. It would be because I'm sure they're not doubling him every single possession at open gym either. Shit, it looked like they were. That was one play we just saw. But no, yesterday, the day before that, we saw him lighting up Tony Snell one on one. So yeah, it no, wasn't no, no, like they no, were. That's breaking. the same video. That's the same video. That's the same day. That's the same video that you seen at that clip when you had posted. Damn, that's the same shit. But in a lot of those plays, it was one on one coverage. So yeah. they had plays where he was going one on one with no, no, Tony. No, 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 he was beating the double double. <laughs> I watched the whole video. That's why I posted a clip saying. Oh, that's why Joe Kim won a double. He did. I'm not saying every play he had double, got right. double team, but I see what a player is saying who's trying to get better and work on particular things in mm-hmm. the summer. I can't work on him if you double team me. He's going to get double team in a season because he's got double team the past right. two or three seasons. But at the same time, like you said, in this scrimmage, he's not going to get double team every time. He's not going to get double team every time in a real game. They so are we talking the same not, thing? I don't know. First of all, you're talking about the same day. No, no, I'm what talking about are we about? arguing the same, the same thing? thing? All well, I'm saying I is mean, that. No, no, no. I'm a, I'm a, let me go first. Uh-huh. What I was saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is if they're double teaming him and they're doing that in the same thing in the season, how would that not make him better? I'm at, but I'm asking you, if, if you're a guard like mm-hmm. Tony Snell that's okay. on a team to defend, how yeah. are you getting better? Because I mean, you're not regardless, going to yeah. be able to double team, correct? Yeah, I mean. So how is that getting him better? Because the whole purpose of the summer as a mm-hmm. basketball player at any mm-hmm. level is to use the summer to get better. That's right. when you get in your back I mean, and say. And I'm not saying every game he's going to need to be, like, he's going to need help and he's going to need to double it. You think a double team is something he's not used to seeing? Because he said in the video, I, 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 I got to the whole season. Right, he knows. Right. Yeah. He knows. He so knows what, I'm just so, saying, you're talking about Devin Booker. I mean, not Devin Booker, but Tony Snell getting better. Anybody. Anybody that's in there guarding him. Because Tony Snell ain't the only person that was guarding him. But anybody. Double I think team just double team is just like a bet. Double team is just something that you naturally do in basketball if somebody's doing the type of things Devin Booker was doing in mm-hmm. that video. That's just naturally what happens. I mean, yeah, he was getting covered one-on-one and he was getting lit up. It's gonna happen regardless in game. You gonna get some people gonna hit shots, and it's crazy because Tony Snell was doing a good job. Was like right, seen, and he, he was just right. making tough shots. But that's just like we seen. I know what when you mean, James though. Harden went to Rico Hines workout. That that workout is don't even have the same level of players. He not even get double teamed there. That, those UCLA kids with some mm-hmm. with a few guys in there. I know he what you mean, though. Team there. He go against college guys. It is some. It is sometimes when you are playing basketball and it's just like 
I mean, in the 32, somebody got had. It's not always you just got a no, double team. Those things are different. You're I know it's 30, different, I'm but I'm talking about an NBA player and right. a handful of NBA players. I know it is sometimes where it's game. like it's just unnecessary, unnecessary that you double team. In a 32 and a guy has 30, sure, yes, double team. Duh. Yeah, because he's high, right? Right, but you're, that's high, 32. Right? It's still saying it's the same thing. And you're nope. talking about a 32 in the gym for the dudes that ain't getting paid for basketball. Don't, I'm just saying, it is point, I'm saying it's points where it's like, it's come on we now, all, just play you, straight you're up. You're saying shit that we already know. Yes. Uh, time <laughs> all right, we can move on but to the next one. But in the summer one. players trying to get better because they're getting paid to play, mm-hmm. I don't see how Tony's That's like the toughest, that's like the toughest situation. If, if James Harden go to a Rico Hines run, the, the, the former MVP out there with college kids and rookies and guys like Michael Beasley and guys like that, because those events ain't star-studded. The best player that was in the gym before James Harden got there was Fred Van Fleet and DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan. You saw the you saw the clip with James Harden shot a one legged three. Yeah, he, you know how he can try that because he's not getting fucking double teamed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think in that situation it's a bit different because his like style of offense with the Houston Rockets you can't get double teamed. You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody helped off Eric Gordon, it's a tray ball. If somebody helped off this player, it's a tray ball. So like. With James Harden, he's so used to the one-on-one ISO because you can't double-team off of anybody on his team. But with Devin Booker's on the court, you can double off a couple players when he was he, on the, on the court. Going James, they're going to double-team James Harden. He's just that elite of offense. No, I'm not, yeah, I'm, of course. Like, of course. You know he's going to hit double-teams, right? But he's going to get double-teamed a lot less than Devin Booker because his weapons on this on the perimeter I, I don't so know more. because if, if James Harden is torturing me up and giving me 50, I might just say... Go ahead, Eric Gordon. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Stop him. That's the point we of double team. Him. You just want to make somebody else make that play. Regardless yeah. of what he, that person could do, you just want to make him make a play. And yeah. I, it, might not, it might not be always open trade ball because that's where you got to depend on your rotation. I just seen somebody talking about it. I forgot who it was. But they were saying Kobe was so good because you knew the ball was going to Kobe. Mm-hmm. And he, you he knew was he was still getting good. the last shot. He's still going to get it. He was still going to get it off. He said in, in, in the, the, um, the timeout, the, Kobe, the whole game plan was don't let Kobe touch the ball. They were saying Devin, Devin, uh, Derek Fisher had a lot of big-time shots because a lot of teams were saying, we just ain't going to let Kobe win. With Devin, uh, Derek Fisher had that open corner three. Sure, he's high percent, but we just don't want Kobe. Anybody but Kobe. And that's how a lot of Derek Fisher had his moments with big shots. I wonder, um, is there a stat out there that you can look at to see who got double-teamed the most this season? I'm actually pretty interested prob- about that now. probably sure. I'm how do probably I, hmm. sure. They got to they got to they got staff everything, yeah. yeah. How much he runs. Um, he runs two miles a game. So, I mean, what do I even Google? But, um, I, don't I mean, know. I'm not Who would it be, though? Who do y'all think gets double teamed the most? Giannis? Joel? Joel? It depends, depends on how they calculate the defense. I mean, a double team. Because a double team isn't always both of us crowding you. I could just shade you. If I, yeah. if I, I could just. You could just be in, like, help. Yeah, extreme help. So it ain't always like. Yeah, <laughs> that's not how Devin Booker even seeing the double team. How they yeah. was double team was not. It, how yeah, Devin it's Booker's just help that's that. already there yeah. before yeah. you even like, make your move. Daring you to do your shit. So, um, but that was cool to see. I like that. Uh, no surprise that Joe Kim said. <laughs> Joe Kim said, it. and then I even watched the whole video, and it was uh, it was a play where uh, Joe Kim looked a little scared out there. He he had his ass, you know, a little torch torch. But I think Joe, I think Joe Kim should be getting the job. You hope real so. Film. How do y'all feel about Dwight possibly getting the job with the Lakers? You know, I mean, I, I I think I've seen a lot of slander with the White name when that came out. I ain't really understand it. 
Dwight can hoop. He has a lot of stuff that comes with him. He's done a lot of dumb things. But Dwight, one thing Dwight can do is hoop. He's always been a double-double machine, even when his back was hurt. And, and I feel like the complimentary of Boogie was a shooting that Boogie was going to bring and allowed yeah. um, Anthony Davis and Boogie to play together. Uh, but I don't know how Dwight and Anthony Davis will play together. Whoever they bring in, they're not going to have that same to, like star potential role that Boogie could have had. They're going to yeah. play like 15, 20 minutes At a game. At this point, it's just about getting that size back. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of big men is going to be able to give you what DeMarcus could have potentially given you. Um, but it's like we talked about last time. Anthony Davis going to have to suck it up and he's going to have to be placing five. Yeah. Um, but I think that's, like Mike said, that's going to be the end of the game lineup anyway. He might have to fire Kuzma. Especially if Boogie's gone. Yeah. It's probably going to be Anthony Davidson. I like it, though. <clears throat> but the top 10 point guard list, I'm so interested to see what y'all got, especially since last year we had some Terry Rozier <laughs> type talking. Yeah, that was ridiculous. So, He's still in it. <laughs> He's still in it. <laughs> so, you know, um, I'm very interested. So, Mike, I'm, you go ahead. Who's your 10th guy, man? My 10th guy was CP3. I think he still deserves that 10th spot in his league. I didn't think that Houston that Houston situation us, I'm sorry, can you tell us how you formulated your list? I'm sorry, before. Well, I mean, I didn't really base it most on potential. I based it on your situation and just, I mean, how good you are as a player. I literally was ranking the, the top 10 that was coming into this. I didn't really think that too much far ahead in terms of potential of what they could be this season. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I think a lot of, if you just look at what CP3 brings, this is not a team that you probably couldn't fit on. Like I said, that Houston situation, Maybe if it was a couple years ago where if he was still in his prime, it could have worked better. Getting by, you know, defenders one-on-one more easily or taking advantage of those ISO situations. But I don't just think, I mean, put him on a situation like replace where Eric Bledsoe was on that Milwaukee Bucks team. Now all he has to really do is work as an orchestrator on a team full of weapons. You know, I think that's what he needs to be able to do at this point in his career. My number 11 was uh, Jamal Murray. Oh, Jamal Murray? Like my honorable mention was Jamal Murray. Um... I went back to rewatch game four. Oh, no, it was at game three against the Portland Trailblazers where he went off at 34. Right. I'm like, man, if he don't go for 34, that game don't go, that series don't go seven yep. and all of that. So, um, But then in game seven, he laid an egg, basically. He didn't do anything in game seven. But my number 10 was Trey Young. Um, he had a fantastic rookie season. And how I orchestrated my list, I didn't really think about potential because potentially – Trey Young has the potential to be a top five point guard in this league, 100%. So I based it off the results of their careers. And so far in his career, he has showed in that one year that he is top 10. And my main concern about him or why he's not higher or why I feel like even when we do this list next year, he may not be much higher is because he's going to be so much of a liability defensively. Like um, he's going to always need two elite defenders on his team, just like they do with Steph Curry, right? They're Mm going to need a Klay Thompson and a Draymond Green to protect him. But even him, his defensive potential is even lower than Steph Curry's because he's he's smaller. Um, But offensively, he's got all the weapons. You know, he can drop 20 points and then also give you 15 assists in the same game. So I I went with my number 10, Trey Young. Um, My number 10 is Mike Conley, the Utah Jazz. Um, I think Mike Conley is going to a nice situation. Uh, I think last year he had a very good scoring year. Don't think he's going to be asked to score the ball as much as he did last year. Of course, if he can, why not? But I don't think he's going to be averaging 22 again. Uh, I think his assists might go up some. He had like six point something, almost flirting with seven. I think he might be in an eight range just because Donovan, unless Donovan Mitchell takes the responsibility of trying to improve as a playmaker, I think they'll be fine with letting Mike Conley orchestrate that offense, run that team, and letting Donovan Mitchell be who he is, which is the score. Um, 
And I just think he's going to be that. He's going to be a leader on the floor. He's going to be a much better fit than Rubio because he can he can pass and orchestrate like Rubio, not at the same level, but he can also play off the ball. Mm-hmm. So I look at the Utah Jazz, and I think when Donovan Mitchell has the ball in his hands in the late third, late fourth, and you're doing a pick and roll with him and Rudy, and then at one corner you have Ingles, the other corner you have Boyan, and then you have Mike Conley uh, spacing out somewhere on the perimeter. Who, who are you leaving off of? You basically have to pick your poison. Either Donovan Mitchell is going to attack you and do what he do. You're going to try to trap the pick and roll and hope that Rudy is soft with the ball or something. But the perimeter, they're going to have some guys around that's going to be able to catch and shoot that ball. Mike Conley, Joe Ingles, and Boyan are going to be able to, to, to help Donovan Mitchell really get, get lanes. Um, and the way I orchestrated my list, when I say potential, I don't mean potential in five years. I just say if Trey Young last year had the year he had, potentially this year he's going to make a jump. Just yeah. potentially he should do that. Mm-hmm. It's not a given, but because he's so young, you expect young players in their second, third, fourth year to potentially have these type of leaps. Um, so that's when I that's how I use and associate the word potential, even with, with players that are already uh, solidified. Mike Conley could potentially have a much better season this year just because he's around much more high-level talented players. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mike Conley's defense. When you have Rudy behind him, and then you have, he can he's already a good defender. Now he, he can really get into guys and really do what he want to do. I just think that he's going to be good. I think and for him a- to be 10th, it just shows you how how uh, yeah I have I have just like a, a smidge higher on my list too but a lot of it is like you said because his situation mm-hmm. he, he went into a, a place that fits him and he fits them very well and I think him and my, uh, Donovan Mitchell gonna be a very good backcourt probably and my top four is, uh, as much as I like Jamal Murray is De'Aaron Fox I'm, and I'm hoping next year I can have Lonzo in this list. <laughs> Ain't no wrong with hope. Hey, my number, he's my gonna number. be on that. He's gonna be on the P next time. He my number ten was CP three. Just because he's a big time player, I can count on him at the biggest moments of mm-hmm. the season. Both had CP three, right? And mm-hmm. defensively, yeah. he can still bring it. So the only thing that's holding him back is some hamstrings. Yeah, I, that's the only yeah, thing. That's been his back. whole career, though. Has it been though? What? Especially, I know he got. I know he. I know he. I know he hurt his hamstring against the Spurs in that playoff series. He had the game winner and didn't play the next series. Yeah. But like early his career, he was, like, no. he was pretty. He was pretty durable. You should go nine, then you do ten, then nine, and we'll go like number nine. I had Kyle Lowry. I feel like he, he doesn't need to be higher. I feel like his game just leaves him right at number nine. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. He did not make my list. He did not make my list. He was number thirteen on my list. He did not make my list. He did not make my list. He didn't come to mind. Um, and I understand it because defensively he is elite, and he just came off of. I'm glad he made some like this though. Yeah, yeah. Love. yeah, he definitely deserves. Maybe, some I love. mean, he could have a decent season with Kawhi being gone. Maybe yeah, he scores gonna, a little he's bit. He's declined. Like this is like not a great regular season. Yeah, his scoring has his scoring has dipped in like the last two seasons. He just had the surgery, which is why he's not with Team USA right now. Yeah. So, um, and I don't know if he's going to be at the start of the season. I like Kyle Lowry though. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> hate that pick. Yeah, I was, I, I'm I not going to say you're wrong, but I, I, I do like Kyle Lowry. Um, some people deserve to get mentioned, and he, his name should be in there. So, yeah. Um, my ninth is Chris Paul. Um, again, Chris Paul is older, declining, so a lot of these guys are better or might be in, you know, mm-hmm. in, in a better phase of their career. But for the past couple of years, almost for the past decade, Chris Paul has been in situations where he's kind of had other people and personality just to deal with. In L.A., he had Blake Griffin, who was Blake Griffin, rookie of the year, slam dunk. He was, you know, already on commercials, star L.A. type of guy. Goes to Houston, 
trying to fit with James Harden, which I think is what messed his hamstring up because they asked to put a lot on his body. He had to play like James Harden in a 6'3 frame. Um, but now he goes into a situation with the Thunder. The best player on the Thunder without him on there is probably Steven Adams. Arguably, Danilo Gallinari. I put Gallinari. And neither one of those guys are as good as the last two stars he's played with. They're nowhere near those guys. They're not even all-stars. So he's going to go into Oklahoma City, and he's going to have a chance to really do everything he want to do. He's going to be able to yell at people. He's going to be able to put Mm -hmm. people here and there. The ball is going to be in his hands. There's nobody on that roster that takes the ball out of his hands whatsoever. Shea is a good up-and-coming guy, but he's not like a ball-dominant guy or a shot creator. Roberson is not that. Terrence Ferguson is not that. Gallinari even isn't Mm -hmm. that. So he's going to have the ball in his hands. He understands the magnitude because he doesn't want to finish his career out on a bottom-feeding team. So he's going to want to put up his numbers to show, I can do this. And Mm -hmm. I think if he can put up Trey Young rookie-type numbers, then he'll convince somebody that the the, the money (laughs) may be worth it. And because if, if Chris Paul give you twenty eight, no, 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 team, it's just funny you phrase it as Trey Young Ricky type numbers because yes. those are pretty good. It's just stats. to show how good Trey Young is, right? And you know? he he could fill that leadership role that that Russell Westbrook is kind of leaving for him now too. And I think that I'm pretty sure everybody on that team should be respecting Chris Paul. It's not yeah. like yeah. Chris Paul has definitely got some big time status in the league, and he has something to play for. He has to play for you know uh, another chance to to. Along his career because Chris Paul wants that championship, and this is the chance for him to convince somebody to take on that money and show that the money is crazy, but it'll be worth it. I'll give you a shot, I'll come in and do what I do if I'm in the right situation. And I think his competitive spirit will rub off on the whole team, and it's going to get them all fired up and ready to play. Either it's going to rub them that way, did or you the say wrong that you way? weren't even strong yeah, yeah. on Oklahoma, though? And he ain't got nothing to lose. I know no. they're not used to. You said yeah, that I don't you were having them win like 40 yeah. games, but you said, you said they were going to be like a bottom feeder team. That don't mean they can't be competitive. It's true. It's true. true. So before I get my number nine, we're going to take our first break. So my number nine is uh, Mike Conley. Pierre just talked about all the great things about Mike Conley. They have the potential to be the best defensive team in the league, which they were last year or was the year before. And now you upgrade from, of course, Ricky Rubio's defense to Mike Conley. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has had a career individual year last year, which is cool. Um, He's got all NBA or all defensive votes pretty much every year of his career except for the last one because they were trash he's just a very well-rounded team that can play play, uh well-rounded player who can play on and off the ball yeah it's it's gonna be crazy it's kind of it was hard i mean i put rubio a little higher than him but he definitely wait wait you put put who Go ahead, Mike. What's your now? I had Trey Young at nine. Okay. You know, I've been I've been really high on Trey Young. I think he's in for a really big season, and I I just think his it's the confidence and swagger he's been with as of lately. I think that it's going to carry on to the season. Like I said, I think he's going to be above twenty points, maybe even above ten assists this season as well. He's in for a really big season. Over ten assists will be easy. I think it's going to be easy for him because he has more weapons now. Yeah, it's true. He ain't got to worry about who who was on that wing with him last year. Ken Baysmore. Ken Baysmore. Who's not terrible, but like. Torian Prince. Prince. Who is now a Rocket? Who is now a Rocket? Now a Rocket. I forget. I forget. No, Ken Baysmore played for the yeah, Blazers. Yeah, he plays for the Blazers now. Oh, right. I'm yeah, he's on the Blazers. That's another contract that fits into that, that trivia quest because he's mm-hmm. making $18 million a year. You go ahead with your eight, Mike. Uh, my eight, I Mike Conley, okay. who we've been talking about a yep. lot oh, so okay. far. Um. The Lakers plan an individual workout to evaluate centers Joe Kim Noah, Dwight Howard, and Mo Spates, by the way. Mo Spates. That's Mo Spates. Spates right now. Yeah, you do that shoot? Like, <laughs> Another consideration, currently playing overseas, Marcin Gortat. 
<laughs> we just talked about him like a couple episodes ago. He was just in the league last year. Yeah. I'm good on it. I am too. I'm good on it. I take more space over Marcin Gorta. <laughs> I forgot more space was even around. Existing. <laughs> My number eight is De'Aaron Fox. I know y'all don't have him on his list. That's, I have him no. on number eight too. He's Are one of those. Doing? Yeah. My guy. Really? No, he was just one of those players on my list that it's just that he has the potential to have that, that Wait, really big season. So we he would be like my number 11 spot or anything. Not on list. What was you doing? Creating your list? No. <laughs> <laughs> he was just waiting to, for the first <laughs> time. Um, so last year, um, I'm going to read y'all the scout report about De'Aaron Fox going, it's going into his sophomore season, right? Mm-hmm. This is during the Bleach Report puts up their win projections every year, and they were talking about the Sacramento Kings. And the exact quote goes, um, it's tough to give De'Aaron Fox a label of good because we are, we're unclear if he can shoot. He just shot 30% from distance last year. He shot 37% this year from three. That's confidently crazy. too More attempts confidently too mm-hmm. He has all defensive potential Now I know I didn't say I put potential <laughs> to it But he already shows That he's a very decent defender Right One of the better playmakers Going into a sophomore year That was another thing Like can he pass the ball mm-hmm. Then he came out And averaged seven and a half assists And then he went from a team He jumped the team From 25 wins All the way to playoff contention Now of course That wasn't him by himself But he was the head leader Of that team That went from you remember when I said every team got a potential to make the playoffs except for the Kings? That was like yeah. a consensus at that point. Mm-hmm. But then they end up being the 8-9 seed competing the entire season. Mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox is that guy. And then we got it to Team USA. And then it was uh, Brian Windhorst who's been with Team USA. He said that there are times where De'Aaron Fox looked like the best player on the court as far as practicing goes. Right. And then eventually they played against Spain. He only played like six minutes. And he's like, you know what? I'm out. But yeah, everybody was surprised that he dropped out, though. Yeah. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox is he's a stud. He's a stud yeah. already. And he's already one of the best open court players in the league. Yes. Remind me of kinda yes. like John Wall now he's developing 100%. a jumper yeah. more. One hundred percent. Maybe he's John Wall with a jumper. Yeah, that was coming next up in Kentucky. When he came, they were saying that John Calipari got himself another John Wall. Um I like De'Aaron Fox, but this point guard list is that stack that he has to be my eleventh. Um obviously he has the potential there for him to have a year that's gonna be better than mm-hmm. the bottom feeding guys that I named. He could potentially have a much better year than Chris Paul or Mike Conley. Mm-hmm. Um, but going in right now, you know, he has to be my 11. But I, I love De'Aaron Fox. I'm thinking about making my 2K point guard build like a De'Aaron Fox now that we have the freedom to do shit like that. That's, that speed is ridiculous, uh, yeah, man. Speed, speed yeah, kills. Crazy. Uh, I think him and Russ will be like the two top like transition PGs. They were talking about it. Remember, De'Aaron Fox said he was the fastest guard in the league, and Russ Westbrook was like, she, and then they yeah. went against each other. And then Russell Westbrook gave him a bucket in transition. He was like, who's the fastest or something like that. <laughs> um, but we seen a, a clip from USA. We got up the court in like two steps. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I watched his entire defensive montage with him, mm-hmm. where he was literally like not just playing passing lanes. Give me that glass and shit. He, yeah, yeah, he was glass and shit. He glassed Derrick Rose shit three times in one game. Um, he always is on the chase down. But even like one on one defense, there's a singular clip where he was guarding Jamal Murray, and Jamal Murray just you know in triple threat position, he said, "Give me those." But Jamal Murray also dropped thirty five that game. So shout out to Jamal Murray. You and the Jays too sleep. Mm-hmm. Having the headband on. Yep. Yeah, I like his swag. Uh, he got a Mustang. <laughs> no, no, I ain't going to. Um, were we on eight? I'm yes. eight. Yep. D'Angelo Russell for me. Okay. Um, D'Angelo Russell, all star last year, um, and should be higher. Could have been higher. Mm-hmm. But the thing for me is that he has to go through an adjustment period. Uh, Steph Curry is going to be by far the best player he's ever played with. 
Um, and Steph Curry is going to have the ball a lot. And I know they can play off of each other and do that do that thing, but it's still going to be an adjustment period. Yeah. Yeah. Russell just came off a season where he was the guy. Mm-hmm. Every single time the offense ran through him, he had all the big shots. The ball was in his hands. Now he's going to have to adjust to not having that. And it could be a situation where they come out and there's no adjustment period. They might mm-hmm. come out and start the season 14-3, and three and they both just lighten everybody up. Or... They can come out and be still solid or whatever, but, you know, it wouldn't surprise. I have to expect an adjustment period just yeah. because they're humans. So I have all of the faith in the world for them to, to do their thing, but it is a lot going on around that. People are already talking about they don't know how long D'Angelo was supposed to be there, mm-hmm. what's going to happen when Clay comes back. Um, but I think he's going to benefit from it overall, whether he's there for the long haul or just yeah. temporarily. Being around a true professional like Steph Curry in that Warriors winning environment, is just going to have a positive impact on any young player, especially a young guy like D'Angelo Russell who came up the way he did. That mm-hmm. You know, the situation with the Lakers, I always, you know, you got to hold people accountable. But the Lakers, they kind of did them to themselves. When you have a vet, like when Nick Young is your vet. He was a good vet. He was did he though? Like, Nick, do you, if, if Nick Young, I, mean, right. I don't know. I'm not saying like, he was leader of the year. Off court antics. He's like, he's cool. How he's many off court antics he had? That was literally like the only thing that season. That's not even like solely him. That I know was what Andrew Russell. Mean, Russell. No, I know. I'm not saying he's the perfect. He's the perfect man. TV and stuff. You know, he was an LA type dude. Yeah, no wrong with being on TV. He's on. But if you're building a team and you have these young group of guys, you need some vets. If you're talking about mentoring some young guys, maybe Nick Young is the greatest. And we all, all love Nick Young. Right. I know you and do at least. I love Nick Young. But mm-hmm. when I think about mentoring veteranship, veteran leadership role, Nick Young is one of the last guys that come to my mind. And when you think about how he was, you know who his vet was? Who Gilbert Nick, Arenas. Nick, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, Washington, he, like, yeah. come on now. That's so, weird. you know, and now when he's around <laughs> true like, he's going to learn some things from being around, uh, what, Iggy's shot limits again. Yeah, I mean, my prediction on it was, I, I don't think there's going to be a rough adjustment period at all. I hope not. I, I would no, love to see No, like, you mentioned it perfectly. Draymond and, and Stephen Curry and that, that whole team, most they're professional athletes, or just so professional about this whole I thing. I think where the adjustment period for them come in is when Clay comes back. Around all summer, right. that I think then, and that's you might see and that's like literally just because off. they're at, they're adding another body that's going to be taking a, a a volume amount of shots. Yeah, I mean they both everybody moves so well without the ball and it's such a free flowing offense. I think he's going to be just fine. Draymond's going to find him a lot of times. I understand that, but yeah. from the dynamic of how the Nets ran their offense, mm-hmm. he he had the ball. Yeah, I mean, he, had he had the ball. Yeah, he did. Where yeah. he didn't have the ball, but right. when you have Steph Curry and Draymond, you're going to go mm-hmm. long periods without having the ball. A lot of yeah. times it's going to be in Draymond hands. I wouldn't yeah, say long periods of the ball. Hands. I wouldn't say just long periods. I feel like he'd be somebody that touches the ball almost every possession. That's crazy. No, because Clay, Clay, does, Clay doesn't touch if the ball. Clay ain't every touching the ball every possession. What makes I mean, it's just, I just look. They just had Kevin Durant, and I know DeAndre Russell not Kevin Durant, oh my gosh, my but it's Stephen Curry is very selfless when it comes to yeah. These, when it's Kevin Durant, so you don't think he would give DeAndre Russell the ball? Yeah, DeAndre, we all know. Like, I'm pretty ball, sure DeAndre said, Russell is going to get the ball a lot. He's going to touch it damn near every possession, Mike. You just said that. I'm not saying shoot every possession, but he's going to get he's going to get the I'm ball. And I'm saying it's going to be possession where he don't touch that motherfucker at all. When you talk, you just, okay, yeah. just said right. Draymond's going to have the ball. Yeah. We know Steph is definitely going to have the ball. He's right. the best player on the fucking yeah. ever on each shit. Yes. 
So there's going to be gonna get shot. He's, he's going to touch the ball. All right, not every possession, but basically almost every possession, he's going to be touching the ball. I'm not saying he's going to okay. be shooting the ball. Okay. He's, he's going to be using. It I as understand a play what game. you're saying. Yeah, so he's going to be very involved in but that offense. You sound crazy. They got. Um, I've seen Clay Thompson run up the fucking court seven times and not touch it. Not shoot, with, but not with who, touch which it. one that team? But not touch which it. Which one that team? But not to the same people that's on there. With Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Yeah, who takes a lot of shots. Kevin Durant was on the damn team. So everybody's going to go through that period, then, right? So what are you saying, bro? What are you talking about? What are they saying? They're talking about 18 we're shots. We're talking about D'Angelo Russell being involved into a Golden State Warrior offense. The reason we're going back and forth is because he just said he's going to touch every position. Then I said he's not because it's blah, 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 blah. And you said well, everybody does it. Right, motherfucker. That's what I'm saying. He's going to be involved in the offense a lot. Duh. Duh. <laughs> so that's the whole point of being <laughs> touching the ball. Who gets a max contract without fucking touching the ball? I'm saying it's going to be a fucking adjustment because he came from a situation yeah, I know. where he touched the ball. And I said I predicted it won't, it won't be an adjustment now at all. Now you just said they have Draymond who's going to have the ball and play make. And then we know. Yeah, bro. Draymond. What does Draymond so do with the ball? What does Draymond do with so the ball? He passes the, the ball, ball out right? of his hands. It does, but who is he going to pass the ball to? He's going to pass the ball to D'Angelo Russell and Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson when he comes back. You sound ridiculous. Hey, Derek, who's next on your list? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So we both have Fox at eight. So I'm going to just. Massage your mind. I'm going to just go straight to seven. It's okay. D'Angelo Russell. I had D'Angelo him right Russell's over D Fox. Okay. Um, Can you give you eight? He said De'Aaron uh, Fox. Me and him had Yeah. Uh, D'Angelo Russell just has that offensive ability to just give you like 30 plus a night. The, uh, the ability to. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He does an average 30 plus, but he can <laughs> okay. definitely explode nah, for that. He, he, he can, can okay. definitely he explode can for that. And then the playmaking's yeah. there. And like, he's just an all around PG right now. That makes sense. I also I, had him at seven. Yeah. Who's your seven P? Oh, uh, <laughs> Trey Young. Trey Young is seven for me. Um, I think when you look at a guy that's a rookie giving you twenty and eight with the Atlanta Hawks, you look at the offseason they had, it can only go up from there. And I think he's he's better. And the reason I think I, I like his his situation because he came into the league slowed. He didn't have a fiery start, which means he had to sit back and figure the NBA out. It ain't like he came out hot and then they slowed down and figured him out. He worked from reverse. And figure them out. And then when you look at the dynamic of the team of adding Cam Reddish and his length and defensive potential, you add DeAndre Hunter and his three and D presence. Um, Jabari Parker is now in that team, <clears throat> and he's going to be a mobile four. I think they're just going to continue to get better. John Collins is an underrated name that doesn't get mentioned. He's going to step up and have another good year, and they putting together something special. Kevin Herter is going to be in the backcourt with him to space the floor. And I think Trey Young, what do you have? 10 to 15 pounds of muscle this offseason. He's going to be attacking the bas- basket much more and much more aggressively. Um, and his vision is just, is, is, it opens up the whole game. I remember he was struggling. Everybody was talking about his shooting. But the vision is just, is, is next level. It's just as good, if not better, than his shooting. Yeah, so he's flashy too. He, he's very exciting to watch, especially in that yeah. pick and roll. Think about all the lobs he can catch John Collins with. Or but even when he was struggling team. to shoot. Um, at the beginning of the season, he was still playmaking. And, uh, yeah, it was always there. Adjust- it's always been there. He made the adjustment of not taking as many, and he wasn't shooting as far, far yeah. further. So he understood and made the proper adjustments. And then, like I said, when you add that, the, the defensively is going to be a liability, but they're literally copycatting the Warriors since they drafted him, and they're adding a lot of defensive presence. They even drafted Bruno Fernando from Maryland, who was one of the best shot blockers in college basketball. So they know what they're doing, and, and, I, and I think he's going to continue to go up. Uh, twenty and eight rookie season is hard to top, but with with the off season they had, I think it's possible that he can go up to twenty two and nine or twenty two and ten. My main thing with Trey Young, I don't need him to like 
go up as far as like real statistics go. Like if he go twenty two and eight again, but he shoot efficiently throughout the entire season, that's yeah. a huge step. Mm-hmm. Or maybe cut down his turnovers. Too. I mean twenty and eight or oh, twenty and whatever he has. Like if he just kept the same averages, but his percentage goes up and he gets to the free throw line maybe a little bit more, that's that's a big jump for me as well. Because we thinking about in the Eastern Conference, you gonna have Kyrie Irving, Kimball Walker, Ben Simmons. No more DMs Russell. He might be able to sneak in there. He as might far be as all star, yeah. Because if you had last year, you had Kyrie, Kemba, Ben Simmons, D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. You had four of them. Bradley Beal. Because you know they, they still fighting for the same guard right. spot. It ain't just point and D'Angelo Russell snuck in there because Victor Oladipo is out. Right. Yeah, you got Victor Oladipo back in. The, he might be able to slide in there. He might potentially. It'd be hard, but he might. And maybe somebody we don't even know just yet explodes. <laughs> yeah. <too>. So, <clears throat> who's your seven, Mike? My, I did my seventh, I think. You got it. I, I went with um, D'Angelo Russell as well. Yeah. Oh, that was right, my seven. Right. I'm on my six. Okay. Who's I'm my, six I got seven? Ben Simmons at six. All right. Um, so why is that? For him I mean, to not be top three is just crazy. Top three is a little stretch, <laughs> but no. Nah, I think Ben Simmons, <laughs> ben Simmons is, in, is due for a big year. I think having uh, Al Horford with him is going to help him a lot. Pierre made the points, I think, last pod about how, how – you know, how many points he could score off just getting easy defensive stops and running out in transition and being a menace out there. So I, I think he's, I think it's going to be a really good year for him. I also have Ben Simmons at six. What scares me a bunch about Ben Simmons is like this year in the playoffs, when it got down to the nitty gritty, the last couple of games against Toronto, he was like not effective. And he's one of those players that if mm-hmm. he doesn't have the ball, he's not effective right. offensively yeah. because he can't come off screens and, mm-hmm. and hit open jumpers and stuff like that. Um, but everything else is there. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the playoffs, things are a little bit slower. Right. You don't get as many that's fast where, I think that's where and, he's got to develop at, just IQ-wise. What could he could do when he doesn't have the ball? Exactly, because they just right. have him in a dunker spot yeah. when he don't right. have the ball. Then that clocks things up for Joel. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's, it's Again, I've said this many times, but him and Joel aren't the perfect fit together. Right. And you gotta have him, him you just can't have him just standing there. he got to be out there setting screens, cutting, moving. Yeah. Like There has to be movement. He just, we, he just can't be sitting there. Since we're talking about him, I'm going to say what I need to say about him just because he just fit on mine. He's just one up. Um, I agree. I think he is due for a big year, but I do like the addition of Al Horford for those reasons that y'all just named. So the, the moment, because they're always going to monitor Joel and be at a high level, just because how fragile he's been to start his career. I don't think he's ever going to play a certain amount of games, even if he is healthy enough to play him. I just think the 76ers are going to take the precautionary measures to make sure he's healthy for the big playoff moments. So with that being said, when you add Al Horford. To the mix, you retain Tobias Harris. You have a Josh Richardson. When MB goes to the, even when he's playing and he goes to the bench, or the games he's not playing, or he's in foul trouble, when they just slide Horford down, Tobias Richardson, and you throw another perimeter player out there, whether it's uh, Ennis, Zaire Smith, um, they got somebody else on the wing that they picked up. Well, anybody. And then you put Josh Richardson, Ben Simmons is there. That's a lot of now spacing that he has. So you can put Al Horford at the top or mm-hmm. from the elbow and allow Ben Simmons to post up a smaller guard. Right. He'll have more <laughs> movement and more options of scoring when Joel is out, not in the game or not playing. Even if it's like just a simple give and go. Because yeah, Al Horford yeah. is a very good balance. He's a very good passer, got too. Very good passer, high, high IQ, and he can mm-hmm. shoot. Tobias Harris is going to be able to shoot, so now that's going to open up the game for him. And... Work workouts and things like that is something that you got to be careful with. But when I've been watching Ben Simmons, <laughs> he's been, he's been working out in a different way. Like we've seen him work out before and take jumpers, but he's now taking them really in runs and really like <laughs> he was at the Chris Brickley one like last year or a year ago when him and LeBron was playing together. He didn't take shit. 
Now you're watching him. He's doing turnaround fades, pull-ups, threes, off the dribble, step-backs, things that we've never even seen him practice before. He's try- he's at least trying them. He's this making the year, them. This year he's going to hit his first three. But yeah, yeah, I think he's going to. So now, like you mentioned, <laughs> his first three. all of the points he get off transition and with his size, now if he can get you two or three buckets from a jump shot and a three, he can now go from being a 16-point scorer to now damn near 21, 22-point scorer. And we know what he can do, everything else. And he's a solid defender with a 6'10 frame. So I think Ben Simmons is going to have a, a crazy year. I'm putting them at five to be generous to the other people above them. So who do you have at six? Kimball Walker. Oh, my God. Kimball Walker. I think Kimball Walker is cool. Uh it's cool. Yeah, he's cool. cool. I think he's cool. Cool. I think he didn't for. I think That's he's a bad for like man. one of the biggest years. That's a bad as, man. As far as what he's got weapons for the yeah. first time in his career. Yeah. Who knows I, I, I what just think that the Celtics gonna continue to try to push for Jason Tatum to be that guy, which they should. And if he does develop to be that guy, then you have him and Kemba. But I'm interested to see how this is a new situation we've seen Kemba in. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Kemba last year with the Hornets, unfortunately, or the, whatever, all these seasons with the Hornets hasn't had this high level of talent. Now he has talent, but. Brad Stevens has a way that he likes to play basketball. Mm-hmm. And we've seen, you know, different things with Kyrie and the, the success of the team because of the way. And Kemba kind of plays similar to Kyrie. He does. So but, I'm very interested to see how it works. They, there is no Al Horford there. there you know, there, all of that is not there anymore. It's now Cantor. Um, so don't say all of it. They said Baines, right? No. Or they no, have not, not Baines, Baines, Baines. Baines. Or Tice, I'm pretty yeah. sure. But I, th- I don't even, I think Robert Williams is going to take a lot of those backup center minutes, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. But I mean, like, not as if they don't have any size or anything, but you got everything on. No, Al Horford, Al Horford what he brought if to that Al team, Horford's they're missing on this that. Team with Kemba Walker, yeah. I, I might have Kemba Walker a little mm-hmm. higher just because there's just so many more things mm-hmm. you can do. Yeah. But when there's, you have cancer, there's definitely a lot of similarities between Kyrie and Kemba. I think Kemba's a little bit more selfish, though, in terms yeah. of he, he's been just willing to give up the pill. Mm-hmm. In terms of searching for his own shot, I think but Kyrie has it too. He played with LeBron James, won a championship. You have to be, you have to be like that to play with LeBron. You have to. You can't think you're gonna you're gonna run a team and not let LeBron have the ball. Mm-hmm. But I think I just think the dynamic of the team last year was just a mess in every shape or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Gordon Hayward is, hopefully can come back and, and get to himself after being a year mm-hmm. removed from the injury. Uh, Jalen Brown is another good talent. Marcus Smart is gonna come out and play. Uh, but they do. They did lose some. Some some guys, Marcus Morris and, and Al, Al Horford were two big pieces to those teams the last couple of years. Um, so they're going to need them young guys to step up. But, yeah, I have Kemba six and Ben at five. Who's your six, Derek? Ben Simmons also. Okay. But I got Kemba at five. I had to put Kemba's Kemba over Ben Simmons. Too. I got Kemba at five, too. I yeah. feel like we're going to have, like, very, I don't know. This next couple may be, mm-hmm. may be different, but Kemba's also my five. Uh, like we mentioned, he finally got weapons for the first time in his career. He's a, I just looked it up. Uh, the internet's out for some reason. So if you see me looking at my phone, it's not like I'm texting. I'm really just looking up stats. He's a career 5.5 assists um, player mm-hmm. with re- really no options. Right. And yeah. now he has about, Jason Tatum. Now he yeah. has Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, who all. And I think he just scored. Had a, uh, a 5.7. Career, I just career looked it up. last year in assists. Yep. I think mm-hmm. he had about seven. And so I think about like just jump. how tough the offense probably was for Kemba Walker being the real only, only like true offensive it option. Had to be exhausted. Yeah, yeah no, right. Definitely. So he's going from that. And he was still part of shooting pretty efficiently. I think mm-hmm. he shot like above 35% from deep, around 45% from the field. So if he can even just increase that, maybe doesn't he, without, you know, taking as many shots, mm-hmm. he can keep that same scoring average, you know, maybe pass the ball a little bit more and maybe can get maybe seven assists this yeah, year. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he don't average 25 again. Yeah. Right. Because he's got, he don't have to take all the shots anymore. So if mm-hmm. he dropped down to 22 points per game, but mm-hmm. the team is efi- uh, winning games and he's efficient, he can still be top five on my list. And know? he's very coachable. 
I feel like he's very coachable. Right. I mean, as soon as he came in, he was literally asking. I mean, two second and three second and three year players. How how does what does it take to win? Yeah. Like it just shows how ready he's willing to embrace the role sure. and how yeah, how we, yeah he's bought he's yeah. bought in already. And that's, that's <laughs> I'm trying to think of the word that I'm looking for that he he's okay happy. with. Um, Talking to these younger players about this, yeah. you know, some people will be too prideful to ask yeah. the younger players no. how to win. But the whole league like, know no. Kemba want to win. Yeah. they know yeah. he's been in a bad situation for the last several years. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect Kyrie to go and ask the question because he got a championship. What, what do y'all think made him go to Boston over Dallas? Because both of them offer the same, like basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Even though you know Dallas is a little more up and coming, I think maybe closer, bit. maybe closer to where he's from. It is. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah but definitely. I think he didn't have to move his family across the country. That's a bit, that's probably a big part. Like, KP is still a question mark. Right. So it was, he went off results over potential, it seemed and like. And then right? Doncic is kind of the guy. So he probably like, shit. He probably look at Celtics like, Tatum yeah, he basically He probably looked at Kyrie's spot like, damn, that looks like a pretty nice situation compared to mine. Like, mm-hmm. if I was in that, let me take advantage of what Kyrie was in type thing. But, I mean, both spots seem like they would be kind of, you know, pretty good spots in terms of him trying to compete. Yeah. yeah. Way better than where he was in Charlotte. We're in our top four now. Before we move, do that, we had to take our last break. Derek, hit me up with your number four on your list. I got Mr. Irvin. Okay. Uh, we're going to see him have his own team um, in Brooklyn. I feel like we're going to see him potentially try to carry this team to the playoffs. And I feel like what's going to determine him is um, how far they go in the playoffs. If they're just a first-round exit, then maybe people will question them. Or if they even don't even make the playoffs, then I think it really all just falls on him at that point. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. I also have met number four since since we <clears throat> our list has been the same for the last couple. Um, his last playoff run was yeah, terrible. Like the, yeah. yeah, it was like the worst. The one where he's like, "I'm not going to shoot like three for twenty something," and he just he does did, the next. He literally game. did that yeah. the next yeah. game. That Boston series, Boston Milwaukee series, was terrible. He um. Yeah, he was absolutely dreadful. Other than game one, game one he was amazing. That's when I think D Mills came up and he was like, I think you picked the Boston Celtics after that, right, or yeah. something like that. And then they went out and got four straight L's after that. So Kyrie game one, he was incredible. Then the rest of the series, he was like non-existent. Too, but just for the beginning, he let George Hill and Eric Bledsoe get under his skin on the offensive side of the ball, and he couldn't do anything. He was turning the ball over. He was missing many shots, mm-hmm. and. I also have him for obviously he's a great player, but like that last my last vision of Kyrie Irving is that. And I can't keep thinking about twenty sixteen, man. It's twenty nineteen now. It's twenty nineteen. I gotta look true. at the last couple years and, and, and see what he's done. And last year that um last year he wasn't there in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but offensively in the regular season he was incredible. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible player. But that last series really killed my vibe when it comes to Kyrie Irving. So, so for this year, obviously there's expectation with the Brooklyn Knicks and Kyrie. But is it really pressure on him for no, this year? Because they missed the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's, kind of, that's what it is. Yeah, first it's to miss the playoffs because like, the oh, way they look no. at it. Yeah. I think it's just how he plays in that first round. Actually. Right. Because you know if he plays well and they lose in the first round, they're going to be, oh, well, KD's coming back. Right. But if they make it, some, say they go to the conference finals, they're going to really be looking at this Brooklyn team like once KD gets back, they're going to be serious. Yeah. So yeah. I, it's like a, almost a win-win for him as long as he doesn't like crap the they bed. They just got to make it. Yeah. The 42 wins is what they had last year. Is Russell Westbrook. Uh, my second yet last year. I'm super surprised you dropped him. Um, just gotta be better, you know. Uh, I love his all around game, but in the shooting, whatever. But it was the, like the free throws, shit like that. He's always been good at free throw shooting. Then he dropped to like 69 percent in the 60s. Nice, like that type of thing is like it, you can't have that type of shit. 
Yeah, I've never seen someone go from like high eighties to sixties. Yeah, then mm. when he was a clutch free throw shooter, it was his clutch free throws is up too. So it's like what's just what's going on? So mm. like a focus. That. But then we got to the playoffs. He shot eighty eight percent. See what I'm saying? Free, from like, free throws. So it's just just some weird thing is going on with that. The three point he's never been Steph Curry or this forty percent shooter. So fine, but the free throws is uncalled for. But, you know, it's a new situation. I don't know what to expect with him and Harden. No, it, because of that and because of some of the things I've seen last year, I have to drop him just a tad bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's still top four. So he right, right. I think I think he's going to have a, a relatively good season, way yeah. better than the last. I think hopefully he can shoot the ball better. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that he fits the Houston situation a lot better than Chris Paul. Than Chris Paul. So that's why I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. You have him for two? Uh, yeah. Oh, who's your, okay. Yeah, no, I had no, him. I have Russ Westbrook for? third. I have Kyrie fourth. Oh, okay. okay. Russ okay. Westbrook is third. Okay. Well, I think where he hurts the Rock is just his shooting ability. Yeah. Just because he's like dead last and like high volume three point shooters. Mm-hmm. Like he's like one I mean, of the worst in the league. But why is one of the reasons you think he shot the ball last year like that? Or in the past? Not really. Just because he's just not, not a good shooter. What? Spacing. So but, now that you have a team right. where it's Eric Gordon, the, it's hard. But yeah, I don't think that thing, spacing I, has anything to do with his like, three-point shooting. With all the spacing they have, I would just hope that Russell Westbrook, if he can't shoot the ball well, that he could be their balance with them. Yeah. He could be their exception. I mean, besides James Harden. Yeah. I think He's definitely going to be better at getting, at the rim, getting to the rim and creating shots for others than Chris Paul. That's why I think him, his the spacing does matter to me. Because if you have to put mm-hmm. in a lot of effort to get to the basket as mm-hmm. much as he did last year, as much as his game is... It's a lot of energy. Yeah. And yeah. It will so wear now, you down. If you have all this space now, because you have shooters there, first of all, you don't even have to attack the Rams as much because now you're kicking it out. You're not kicking. He's not kicking it out to rope. We've seen him mm. trust rope. <laughs> but we've seen a lot. And like, Clint, Clint Capella can't really shoot either, but I think he just, his knowledge of knowing how to space that floor, especially when it's very isolated. Somehow it works. Yeah. 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 He could, I think he just works a little bit better in that than Steven Adams. Steven just, Adams probably just yeah. clogging up the paint, waiting for a rebound to fall off the rim or something like and that. And they're not afraid to go small. So we've seen times with P.J. Tucker as a five, and when you do mm. that, he can now post up a guard mm-hmm. and get to where, he, you know, some spots where he's comfortable with. And because you have James Harden, he, I don't think we're going to see a lot of Russell Westbrook desperation threes. You know, Paul George, as good as he is, he's not as – his personality ain't as strong as Harden. Harden Harden ain't going. He's shooting that shot. He's shooting a shot. I'm sorry. Harden is shooting that damn Yeah, shot. it was times – um, Paul George was the one on fire, but Russell Westbrook got the last shot. And like, bro, give it to the guy that's hot. Yeah, Paul, yeah. Paul, not the guy that missed the last four. He a guy that's going to be like, hey, I need that ball. Not to He's just not that type of guy. James Harden, we seen James Harden get on Chris Paul. I, guess, I think it had a lot to do with Russell Westbrook. That was his team. And now I think Russell Westbrook, he better understand that Houston Rockets are James Harden's team. So with my number three, I also had Russell Westbrook. Similar to like Kyrie, last year's playoff left a bad taste in my mouth. Like the last yep. vision I have of Russell Westbrook is him getting waved off the court. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. the last reason I have a Russell Westbrook. Re- um, regular season, as P mentioned, shot the ball horrifically. And even though he was still the leader of that team, he helped Paul George get to an MVP caliber season. I can't I can't overlook the fact that he just couldn't put the ball in the basket as far as jump shots go. It's, it's, hard, it's hard for me to, to rank you top two when you can't do that. And I guess, what, would that have him at number three on my list? I have him at number yeah. three also. Yeah, number three. My number three is Kyrie Irving. Um, <clears throat> I just think Kyrie Irving is about to have a crazy year. What I, made you put him over Russ, though? It's just, I think he, he's in, in a situation where he's going to be able to just do his thing. Russell is going to have to play with Harden, and their team might be a little better. But from an individual standpoint, Kyrie is going to have a lot more freedom because the Kevin Durant ain't going to be there. And there's going to be a lot of guys 
that's going to let him do his thing. They, they, this is what it is. And I think they have a chance to be. They might not be as good as the Rockets, but I think they're going to be good. They still have Karis LeVert. They still have Allen. They still have Joe Harris. They still have Spencer Dinwiddie. They have the guys that mm-hmm. had that team made that team so special last year. And I think you put Kyrie there. You take the the bullshit mm-hmm. of the Celtics uh, away, and I think. He can he can now hoop and he has a point to prove. He has a chip on his shoulder. He hear everybody in the mm-hmm. shit that they that Brooklyn in. situation. They have names, but the names you look like straight off the seat, the Joe Harrisons, Jared Dudley's like that. They're not big names, but they played so well together, and that's Jared where Dulley. Jared Dudley is in. He on your team? No, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about I'm talking about last year. Oh. oh, okay. I'm talking about last year's Brooklyn team. How they made the playoffs? Right, right. Okay. They didn't have that many big names. That they didn't just make it just because off pure skill. I mean, that team played very well together. Kyrie, I mean that Boston sells the same. I feel like it was the opposite. They played, they made it to where they did just basically sold on, on skill yeah. compared yeah. to you know. <clears throat> yeah, I just think being all next together. They had a lot of natural shit going on that just wasn't going to be able to be resolved when you have that many players right. on contract years, that many players with points to prove and trying to make leaps. Now you're going to a Brooklyn Nets team. They don't have that many guys like that. Karis LeVert is really the guy that people mm-hmm. look at and be like, he can make a jump. But nobody's thinking Joe Harris has all-star potential. Mm-hmm. Nobody's looking at uh, Spencer Dinwiddie like he's going to be in a future all-star. Right. And so, that's what I'm trying to get at. I'm saying that it's how he's going to come into this team and how he's going to boost this team when it's not basically just sold off scale, it's basically how how they work together. And then that's got to open him with a, with open arms, like the, the mm-hmm. rest of the yeah. Team. And I'm, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure they. I'm will. sure they will too. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, they will I, too. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just the whole I, narrative that's been put on Kyrie, I don't, I don't buy the shit. I mean, I, they couldn't be successful if their point guard went talking to the team or the players for a whole month. Mm-hmm. Like the leader of your team, they, he got to talk to you. You All know right. what I'm saying? But he didn't. Mm-hmm. Did we move on number two? You said your number three. Uh, yeah, Russ. Russ. Oh, yeah, yeah, Russ. Okay, Russ. number two, da- Dame Dollar. We all have Dame. Damian Lillard. I got Damian Lillard too. How could we not? Um, <laughs> the last series I saw him left a bad team. <laughs> all, the, all of these three through five. But no, the last series against um, the, the, the Warriors. Warriors, they just they just really manhandled him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the series before that, I mean, I think a lot him of people and look CJ. at it. Him and yeah, CJ. both. Yeah. I'm gonna say both. But I think a, a lot of people in the series before that, when they were going against Denver, looked at that series and like, dang. This was really CJ series, which you may agree with, but he still Damian Lillard still had great numbers. He was yeah. still shooting like forty percent from the field. It he was just CJ was taking a big shot. Right. It yeah. was, and then right. it was what he did. The, pre, the the previous taste in your mouth was him waving them off, right? Him being so amazing. It's hard to top that. So he was gonna have a little decline the next series, regardless, unless he was averaging fifty. And then and it was at the biggest moment, which is Game Seven. It was yep. CJ instead of him mm-hmm. but um Damian Lillard for the last couple of years have been like a number two point guard and I think right. it took some time for everybody to accept it because oh this is a one-year fluke but I, I think, think it him, took him beating Russell Westbrook I think it does I think it mm-hmm. yeah that yeah. that entire Damian Lillard's yeah, game Russell I mean he's, he's a lot more athletic but now we're starting to see a similar just like maturity level shooting wise with him and Steph Curry just I mean Damian Lillard has expanded his range mm-hmm. you know to now he's shooting from like 35 to 40 feet out he's Kind of learning when to pick and choose his spots and when to be aggressive and when to find his teammates. <laughs> what? 35 40. Yeah, 35 yeah, 40. Is that like half court? Yes. Half court? What did you say? I mean, Shane Lillard has been shooting from like 35 Yeah, he said he expanded his shooting range to 35 to 40 feet. But I mean, that was like 30. That was probably like, what did they say? It was like 37, 38 feet, something like that. Yeah, 37. But no, he's expanded his range for far out beyond the three point line. So I don't know. Yeah, I like Damian there. Lillard. I think he's a good leader. I think the next step for him is to 
get past the Warriors. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just win. They've been struggling with the Warriors before KD was there. Obviously, when KD got there, so it would be a damn shame for the Warriors to now kind of. Have they always got swept by the Warriors? I mean, but two, yeah. like two, yeah. three years yep. ago, they got swept by them too. I think they might have got one the first time they played. Okay. But uh, because Steph Curry was hurt, a big but. reason why is because of Iggy's defense on Lillard and CJ. Yeah, I mean he he clamped that game. Remember, yeah. Damian Lillard trying to get that shot off, and Iggy said no, no, no. Yeah, so Iggy ain't clamping Russell Westbrook, but like I was saying, Damian Lillard. No, I was about to say, they got to face each other. That, it'd be a damn a, a damn shame if the Warriors finally take a little step back, and you know the Blazers are where they at, and they've gotten better, and now all of a sudden they the Lakers, the Lakers, yeah, yeah. or the the Nuggets are better, or and the then Nurkic just coming back too. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just like that every era. Like some teams are gonna get left out because there's right. so much of juggernaut. Like in the nineties, there are a lot of good teams in the nineties, but how many of them got rings? Two. This could be a year for him to get an MVP too. Because a lot of guys have these dynamic duos. I mean, CJ is a good duo, but he's not like Anthony Davis and LeBron and then Kevin Durant, Kyrie. And they've been a high seeded team the last couple of years. The Blazers make sure they handle their business in the regular season. Sure do, yeah. So if he can do that again and be, you know, a clear cut guy like he's been the last couple of years in the MVP talks, he make him make a make a little case for himself. And number one, Jose Calderon. I'm glad we all. Yeah, I'm glad we're all consensus. Ninety percent free throw shooter. Actually, first of all, I did not have Jose Calderon in his mind. I had what? Stephen Curry. You sleep, bro. <laughs> we might think, let's just talk about Jose Calderon because he really tripping. Jose, Ca- no, of course, <laughs> Stephen Curry. Um, Steph- we don't need to explain that, Stephanie. right? We don't need Why to explain that. on his daughter, Stephanie. <laughs> That's too predictable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Stephanie Curry. Um, we don't need to explain why Steph Curry's number one. He's just been unanimous MVP twice. Um, he's always there. Once. 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 Sorry. MVP it. twice, unanimous MVP you once. Get, I'm glad y'all get on yeah, your way. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, we don't have to explain it. He's just been incredibly the best shooter we've ever seen. He has the potential to break Reggie Miller's record this year. His own record, too. All yeah, his own yeah, records. You're right. He got to hit like 500, right, to catch something, up to, something crazy. To, to Reggie Miller, which is like, you think about him like, damn, that's a lot. But it's not really. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. But when you think about the situation of this year, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if it actually happened. Out of this list, who would y'all got that can make the biggest jump? I don't give a damn if it's Damian Lillard jumping to one, if it's Kyrie jumping to two, if it's Kimber <laughs> jumping to two. Who can make a big I legit chance. think that um, De- um, De'Aaron Fox has the potential to make the big De'Aaron jump. De'Aaron Fox, Trey Young. That's what I thought. Yeah, De'Aaron that's Fox right. or Trey Young. Jumping into the top five? Yeah. He's number eight on my list right now. Yeah, that's what yeah. I think. I got Ben Simmons jumping up to like top three. No cap. Over uh, Russell? MVP Russell? He could, uh, my, my third was Kyrie Irving. Oh. oh, so it would be over. And it, when y'all say Russell, Russell, yeah, Russell. Russell. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he got him. For and now he's playing hard. He won't be doing, you know, I'll be surprised if, he, if he's playing at the high level he's been playing at. Russell? So he's he not getting the triple yeah. double this season. If he didn't, I wouldn't be surprised. No, I probably, he probably won't. But he gonna, he gonna make it happen. <laughs> he, he gonna could, make it happen. He could. I mean, <laughs> like, like Dan Tony, we have at twenty five, but I need two more assists. Just throw me back in the game, <laughs> and he give it to Daniel House. Six. I had him in fifth. Mm-hmm. Jumping up, don't few spots ain't nothing. No, it's from. a couple spots. It's Trae just Young, hard. You had Trey Young where? Like eighth or ninth. So he would have to drop. Some spots too. They have to jump the same spots yeah. to get yeah. So you know, but those spots mean but a little bit. It's more yeah. weight. Yeah, it's yeah. more weight to those top yeah. spots. Definitely. I just seem like it's hard for him to go over Russ, Kyrie, and Kemba. I don't think so. I already have him over Kemba. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think anybody did. <laughs> yeah, it's just him. <laughs> just him. He, you know, give you 16, 17 points for eight and eight, nine. Yeah, nine rebounds. Excuse me. 
But let's say, let's say Kimba give you 25 and what 7. What say, let's say. I'm telling you what Ben Simmons actually did. I'm not saying let's Kim, say. Well, 25, Kimba Kimba have six, 25 and 5 and a half. 25.6 and 5 and a half was Kimba last year, very efficiently. Um, so with more weapons, the assists are going to go up. Well, it should. It should. Yeah. It should. They probably will. Yeah, I think it will. But Especially you, no Al Horford. So there's no real secondary playmaker anymore. So, you know, it should. Somebody got to play. Ben Simmons mate. also had his weapons stay the same and get a little better themselves. Josh Richardson and Al Horford, and they kept Tobias Harris, and you still have Embiid. I wouldn't know? be surprised if that like a lot of people are predicting that team to win like fifty something games, fifty four yeah, games. I, I don't know, dog. We read some article we did, and they had them as the number one team. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I can't. I can't see it. I can't see it. Maybe they just found a way to keep JJ. JJ was so big on that team as far as spacing goes. He averaged eighteen with the spacing. They don't have that anymore. Josh Richardson's a good three point shooter, but he ain't. Nowhere near JJ's, and then they don't have a closer anymore. Somebody got to be the closer. Yeah, that's going to be interesting we'll to see how they close out yeah, games. We'll find out who it's going to be. They really don't have if anyone. If Ben Simmons, would you respect his jumping up? I will live with Ben Simmons beating me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even if he beats you? He, he, wouldn't do it, he wouldn't do it again. Would you live with him beating you if he beats you? In a seven-game series, he wouldn't beat you. You said you will live with him beating you, so I'm saying if he I would live with series, it. what you're going to do there. I would live with it. If Ben Simmons is the one taking the last shots... I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. Even if he hit them? Yep. He got to he got to hit like 3 for me. Brother, really Jesse, that. you have you you know for yourself that if you see somebody you know you can't shoot and he hit right. a shot, you're going to be like, I'll we give him that. No. Yeah, I'll let him, let him have, I'm going to let him have it. I'm going to let him have it. Right. One time. But if a if a bum like we about to go to the gym now. If a dude hit that game in the shot, he not going to get the next game. We not going to give it to him, right? We not going to keep saying. Well, yeah. It might be. Say, if get, I look, it's been time we went to the gym and they getting Kenny the shot. Then when he goes to the gym and he hit two, they not giving him the shot. No, I heard a motherfucker tell them, "Hey, watch him shoot him." <laughs> I was like, "Hell Dang. yeah!" But this is why we know. This is that's why you call it KYP. Know your personnel. I know Ben Simmons not like that. But when we go to Lifetime, people don't guard control. I've been in Lifetime once what, in three what, years. Yeah, yeah he the last time we went, they <laughs> literally just like we're years. not guarding him. Hey, I'm done. You didn't say do the same. Michael Jordan was the second score to Hart. You would take Harden. How about, about you come to the gym with us and really see the fuck going on with this work? He be dodging that work, y'all. He be dodging it. Talking about he got to go to the Sam's Club to get some condoms. <laughs> <laughs> like,